Hey there, welcome to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You're going to hear inspiring stories of men and women who are embracing their top five Clifton strengths in all kinds of ways. You'll be encouraged to understand more about what's so great about you. Learn how knowing, developing, and living more moments using your strengths can bring you joy and purpose in your life. I'm your host, Barbara Colo. Hi there. Welcome to Embrace Your Strengths. I'm excited today for you to hear from my next guest, Tom Gibson. Welcome, Tom. Hey, it's good to be here. Oh. <laughs> Let me get some sound effects here for my... There we go. My little soundboard here. <laughs> oh, like this is going to be just a great interview. Tom, if you can't tell, he's a very experienced in this whole world of podcasting and media. And as you, you'll get to hear, it kind of is reflected in what his strengths are or vice versa, which comes first. But anyway, I'd love for you to introduce yourself, Tom, who you are, where you live and what you do. I'm Tom Gibson. Uh, I am a content creator, social media, and YouTube strategist uh, for a marketing company. Uh, but in a former life, I was a middle school teacher for 10 years um, and loved doing it and loved teaching. Uh, but at the time, like I found myself getting a little bit bored with teaching and really into the whole content creator thing and, you know, building a business online and stuff. And so kind of migrated to, to that world uh, a little over a year ago and, and have been loving it, loving it since I live here in Austin, Texas with my wife, Sarah. Uh, we got married in 2011. So about four, 13 years this year. Uh, and we have two kids. Audrey is about almost four. She's going to be turning four at the end of this month. And Thomas, who goes by Tam, he is a little over a year old. Uh, and fun fact, Tam, uh, my name is Thomas. My dad's name is Thomas. We all have different middle names. Uh, oh. and, and my family calls me Thomas and my dad, Tom. And so, but I'm called Tom outside of my family. So we were like, all right, I want to call him Thomas. I don't know what, what, his, what we're going to refer to him by, but Tam apparently is a common nickname in Scotland for Thomas okay. and Gibson is a Scottish last name and he has a head of curly red hair. Oh, so wow. I figured I was like, <laughs> Tam may be the perfect nickname for him. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Well, that's so interesting because my dad's name is Charles Tomlinson Griffiths and my brother, one of my brothers is named that. We have a great uncle who's at a um, renowned um, American composer. and But it is funny, like you say, there's so many variations of anybody's name, but my brother used to go by Tom growing up, but then he went by Charlie because people don't like to say, oh, that's my middle name or <laughs> whatever. Anyway, yeah. so that's fun. Yeah. So, well, I would love, well, it's fun even when I saw you recently at church where we both go now, um, just the reconnection, because we met what, what I think it was about 2010 or nine. Mm -hmm. I can't remember, but on yeah, a Greece um, summer mission in um, Athens, Greece, I think is where we first met. And that was a little fun connection. What was that summer like for you? I know that's a little diversion, but that was an amazing time for us to to be part of that group and even the next summer also. But what was that summer like for you? 
Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a five-week summer project, and you and Warren were there and uh, on staff with Campus Crusade at UT uh, and UT University of Texas and Texas State University, about 45 minutes south. Uh, we were all kind of going together. So it was a fun trip. I uh, the, the thing that sticks out to me is I remember like on my uh, going there, it's like, wow, I'm going to go to to Greece, and there's all this history, and it's like this 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 exotic place and it's so different and then when i got there like i was just like you know these are just like <laughs> these are just like people these are just like people like yeah. people that i know like back home they speak a different language and you know their food's a little bit different but you know it's just it's just another place with people and it it for me it just kind of I don't know. It just kind of illuminated that sometimes you you think of like these faraway places is just so different, and and in a lot of ways they are, but in a lot of ways they're they're it's a lot of the same like all over the world, like people experiencing just wanting to wanting to live life, wanting to connect with people, wanting to connect with others, wanting to connect with something bigger than themselves, and so that was. I remember I I I, I walked away from that trip with that kind of sentiment. And, and it was, it was the first time I kind of felt like that from, from going on an international trip. Well, that's so interesting because we'll dive into what your strengths are, but your number one strength is connectedness. And that is totally the essence of what that strength means. Like we're really kind of all the same here and there and Mm -hmm. over on the other side of the world. I mean, there's a lot of different layers to what that strength means, but just how you describe that is exactly what, what one part of what connectedness as a strength is, but I'd love for you to tell kind of what your top five strengths are and a little bit of how, what you've learned about them, what it looks like. I know you've kind of, like you said, you've changed jobs recently, but just kind of your journey of like stepping into more of who you're made, what, how you're made and what, what you love to do. Yeah. The, when you had asked me about these, I was like, I don't even remember like any of my strengths. Cause like, I think I took the strengths finders and maybe 2011 or 12 or something like that when I was just getting out of college. And since then I've taken so many other, you know, personality tests and everything like that. And so I went back and revisited my, I had still had my, my report, my document from the, the official evaluation that I did back then. And the five that I have are connectedness, communication, achiever, competition, and belief. And I went through and looked at like what the definition of each one was and was trying to think through like, you know, as I was reading the definitions, I was like, oh, I could, I totally see how that has, has played itself out in my life. Like when I think of connectedness, I'm going to, for the, for the listener, I'll, I'll, I'll share what the actual definition is. Um, people who are especially talented in the connectedness theme have faith in the links between all things. They believe there are a few coincidences and that almost every event has a reason. And the first thing that came to mind with connectedness was that I think about like the things that I was into as a kid and the, and the passions that I've had over the last 10 to 15 years. Like I remember as a kid, just being super into computers and technology and like microphones and things like that and recording things on my computer, even though it was like 2004 and there wasn't a lot of software to make that very easy. And I was learning guitar and recording guitar parts. And that led me to study audio engineering at Texas State. And, and I remembered like, I loved doing the, the audio stuff. I, I loved doing the video stuff and making videos and, and, and doing all the sound for it or recording songs. And but when I got out of, out of school, I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to be an audio engineer. And so I ended up going into teaching 
And I remember even as a teacher, uh, I was finding ways to kind of bring my passion into the classroom where I was, I was making videos with my students about like, if you could say one message to the world, what would it be? And then I would, I would videotape them and they would write the message down on a piece of paper and, and then they would show it to the camera. And then I would, I would make a little montage of it and share it with the families of the students in the classroom. And I would do that every year. And, and then I, I would, I would start putting those things on, on YouTube and things like that and starting a YouTube channel and making videos about what I was doing in the classroom. And, and, and I started a podcast while I was doing it. Was like, oh, so man. awesome. Yeah, it was all, it was all so fun. It was just like, yeah. I was, I loved doing it. And it was just in like the classroom at that time was kind of like my avenue of like just sharing and teaching the things that I'm doing. Uh, with a with a wider audience of people. And then that led to, you know, just having those skills and having those experiences and having those passions that led to about around 2021. I was, I was getting ready to start teaching again. But me and my wife weren't ready to send Audrey to, to daycare at the time or to to, to preschool or anything because she was only about two years, two and a half years old. It was still kind of in the middle of, of COVID. And we we're just like, ah, we don't know how we feel about that. And my wife's a pediatrician. And so financially, you know, we couldn't, you know, have her stay home, you know, but I'm like, I don't want to be like a stay at home dad. Like I want to, <laughs> I need to be working. I need to, uh -huh. you know, and so we were kind of at like, you know, at, at a, there's a, there was quite a bit of friction at the time because, you know, she, she particularly was feeling uneasy about sending Audrey and, you know, but then the the opportunity that summer before school was about to start opened up for me to start working remotely uh doing i had two different jobs at the time working from home uh, where i was actually creating math videos for a homeschool company where mm -hmm. it was supposed to be like these short fun math videos and a friend of mine uh, that i met online uh that was all that lived in california had started a business teaching teachers had to leverage technology in the classroom. And he was like, Hey, you know, would, would you want to come on and join me? And, you know, I, he was doing pretty well financially with the company because they just did a lot of sales of their, their online course. And, you know, would you like to be a, a, a YouTube content creator and make YouTube videos on our channel, which at the time was like, you know, 10 times bigger than my own YouTube channel and stuff. And so these two opportunities came to me because of years of like building and creating and making things and, I saw that as like God taking these experiences and creating this opportunity to give my family what it needed. Uh -huh. We wanted Audrey to stay home, but we didn't know how to make that happen. I needed to work because of who yeah. I am and like uh, what you'll see with some of these other, other, uh, other, other um, attributes and skills. But, and so I was able to work from home, but also stay home and, and care for Audrey. And we were super blessed to have a, a little girl that would sleep three hours in the afternoon consistently. Oh, that's great. Like, yeah. <laughs> Tam is not like that. Uh -huh. so, I mean, I was able to like get plenty of time working from home. And so it's like, I saw all of these different pieces coming together, that connectedness piece to, to create this opportunity. And then even, you know, when Tam was born about a year and a half ago at the end of 2022, you know, like at the time the the company that I was working for, we had gotten to the point where we were really struggling to make money. And, you know, I was like wanting, I was like, I want to, I need to find another job to, to be able to bring more of an income home. And that led me to the current company that I have, uh, that I'm with, where they were looking for someone who could do social media marketing and YouTube content creation, which the skills that I learned from doing all of that with 
new ed tech classroom with my buddy Sam, like it equipped me to like actually do that at the level of like an actual company and, you know, not just me doing it for myself for years, but yeah. like, having strategies and, and all sorts of things like that. So I don't know. I, 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 when I read that de definition of connectedness, that's where I kind of saw like, oh, uh, this, this is how God like took all of these skills, passions, and opportunities to kind of give and provide our, for our family in the ways that we needed it when we needed it. Mm, wow. That's, that's awesome. I'd love that. Yeah, just all the pe pieces coming together in no, no coincidence and all that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I could talk about some of the other themes if you want. That was a lot for just connectedness. Yeah, I'd love to hear just your take one, on the yeah. other ones too, because I think sometimes we, we talk about them on this podcast, but maybe just kind of refer to them. But I'd love any other insights you have on, on all of them if you want. Yeah, with the communication one, the, the definition of that is people who are especially talented in communication theme generally find it easy to put their thoughts into words. They're good conversationalists and presenters. And so that one I feel also really lines up with like, oh, I want to make a YouTube video. Oh, I want to do a podcast. Oh, I want to go speak at these conferences. Like, oh, like I want to read this book called How to Win Friends and Influence People. Oh, being interested is what makes you interesting. You know, so like that's yeah. always been like something on my mind uh, and has it has served me well in, in creating lots of opportunities and just helping yes. me connect with mm. other people. The achiever one is people who are especially talented in the achiever theme uh, have a great deal of stamina and hard work. And they have uh, they take great satisfaction from being busy and productive. Uh, this one was not a surprise because I took the Enneagram test and I am an Enneagram three, which is mm. the achiever. Uh -huh. So that one, um, the one Spot where on. I kinda, yeah, the one where I kind of felt like that one came to came to came to a head in, in kind of a negative way was when I was making that decision and to when to not only not go back to the classroom but to join Sam in New Ed Tech classroom. A big part of that was like I wanted to up until that point I had been working to build my own business online uh, as an educator and providing resources for teachers, online courses and things like that. And a big part of me was like, I want to figure out how to make this a profitable business. And me joining New Ed Tech Classroom is me feeling like I'm giving up on me, my own thing to join mm -hmm. somebody else's thing that's gotten more success. And that was hard for me because it was like, ah, like I, a part of it is ego, but a part of this is this like, I... I want to figure this out and I feel moving on from it feels like I didn't figure it out. I did not achieve what I had hoped to achieve in my mm. own personal business. So I'm going to work with somebody else and, and do it there. Uh, but even with that, it was like, at least it was like a small team. I was coming on. It was like me and two other guys, me, Sam and his brother, you know, and so I could at least be like, all right, you know, I, I co-founded this, you know, this program and this, this company. And so I, I, I came to, I, I came to grips with it again when I decided to to kind of step back from New Ed Tech Classroom and join my current company, ConvertKit, because now, you know, at least with New Ed Tech Classroom, it's like it was still teaching focused. I mean, as a teacher, I taught for 10 years. I won Teacher of the Year twice. I was very much like a lot of my identity rested in I am a great teacher and I can at least leverage that, you know, in 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 this business that I'm doing and supporting other teachers moving to ConvertKit, I was like, this is the first role that I've had where it doesn't matter that I was a teacher. It doesn't matter that I, you know, won uh, teaching awards and stuff. Like I'm a social, I'm a marketer now. I'm a social media manager. I'm a YouTube uh -huh. uh, strategist. And so that was hard because like, 
it would it would be easy to kind of want to like stay in a profession that I've already kind of gotten these accolades in and have right. built up a reputation and just the general online community. Um, and, and, and the reputation when I was actually in teaching, it was hard to leave teaching because I'm like, oh, this, this is this place where the students like me, the teachers like me, my colleagues like me, the admin like me, I'm respected. You know, it's like, I feel like I've achieved here and I can feel that sense of achievement. And so walking away from some of those things um, was definitely a, challenging. Um, and I, I did them using, I always did them and I did make those moves because it was, was best for my family. Um, but you know, there's still, you know, now it's moved to like, okay, how can I be the best that I can be, you know, in my current role, uh, as, as a social media strategist or YouTube strategist, but it, it ties in with like the next one, which is competition. Mm -hmm. People who are especially talented in the competition theme measure their progress against the performance of others. They strive to win first place and revel in contests. And I was I was talking with some of the guys in my guys small group just a few weeks ago because, you know, like things at work. I, I basically there was stuff happening at work where you know I feel like I wasn't performing at the level that I wanted to, you know, and got some feedback from from some managers about certain aspects of like, hey, what are we doing to to combat this issue? Um, when it comes to social media and, and I remember feeling like not, I remember not feeling good at my job. And I remember talking to the guys in my, in my discipleship group that I'm like, that I have this feeling of like, man, who am I? If I'm like, not in the top of, you know, mm. wherever I'm working, if I'm not in the yeah. top of my, my job, I'm considered one of the best, you know, someone's like, oh yeah, Tom, you know, Tom's like, you know, he's an ace, he's great, you know. Who am I? I'm just a guy, you know, it's <laughs> like, I need to be okay with just being a guy because that's what any of us are. We're all just guys and gals and, and we're just, we're just people, you know, like mm -hmm. it, it, it revealed in me, like how much of my identity I put into, you know, being seen as excellent by others and, and the approval of others and the approval of man and not how much of it is like in, like in, in the Lord and in God and what God has done. Um, and so that competition one, and though it's, it's served me in a lot of ways, it also reveals like where, where my, where I, where I tend to put my identity and where I tend to find, you know, like, oh, like as long as I have, as long as I'm in the top percentage of, of, of my company, then I'll be okay. Then things will mm -hmm. be all right. Then I'll be happy, which is a lie, which is not, <laughs> which is not yeah. true. Plenty of people that are not, you know, that are still hopeless and, and, and without, even though they're, they're, they're all the way at the top. Um, I think there's that Jim Carrey quote that's like, I wish everyone could become rich and famous so they can see that it's not the answer. You know, just <laughs> mm -hmm. being like being at the top. So, and then the final one is belief, which I kind of feel, you know, a lot of what I've shared is kind of uh, the the belief. In, well, I'll read it. People who are especially talented in the belief theme have certain core values that are unchanging. Uh, out of these values emerges a defined purpose for their life. And so uh, that's the one that I, as I read, I kind of, the obvious answer is like the belief in the belief in God, belief in Jesus, the belief in the providence uh, of God, um, and and wanting to to live life and and do my work and 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 be live my life in a way that is honoring to God, uh, that is rooted in that belief. Um, but that is that is where I guess I see all of the how I've seen the five uh, themes, top themes of mine, kind of intermingling uh, in my in my life experiences. Mm, that's awesome. Thank you for unpacking that. That's really, 
really great. And I think even like as with your belief at the end of kind of how you even started out, just your core beliefs of your family, priority of your family, and just so many of your decisions stem from those foundational beliefs that you have yeah, about your walk with the Lord and your family and just being all that God wants you to be. That's yeah. awesome. I would love to hear, I mean, it sounds like what you're doing now, like there've been a lot of kind of shifts as, as you think about just the different perspective and just all those factors that you mentioned, but what are, what are you loving about what you are doing now and how are you seeing just those strengths even integrated? I mean, you kind of hit on it some, but anything else about as you go to go to work or you're at work at home, um, yeah, what, like what you work. think, I just love, I get to do this. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I loved about the company that I work for, um, to give you context, uh, the company is called ConvertKit. We are an email marketing platform. So, you know, if someone like you wanted to grow an email list of people that are interested in, in the work that you're doing around this podcast and, and in the business, uh, you would be able to, to be able to manage those email subscribers and, you know, send emails to them or, or, you know, pitch, uh, if you had a product to sell, uh, you'd be able to do that there. And so it, it, it helps making, managing that email list, um, particularly for online content creators, a lot easier than, you know, you keeping a spreadsheet and opening up your Gmail and trying to email people that way. Mm -hmm. And so the mission of the company is to help creators earn a living online. And I love that the values of the company are very creator centric because I mean, you can kind of hear through my story, like I've always just loved like making stuff and creating stuff, particularly like digital media, um, mm -hmm. videos, audio podcasts. And so like, I love that world. And so I love that I get to now be a part of that world. Like I'm like later this in later this year, ConvertKit is hosting a conference. Uh, and some of the biggest creators in the space in this world are going to be at that conference. And I'm going to get a chance to be like, probably just be inter interacting and be like, Hey, look, you want to take a, a, a video with me, you know, so I could put it on our social media and do other stuff like that. Like these are people that I've been following since before I joined ConvertKit, you know, and so now I'm going to be able to go work alongside them at these conferences and get to meet them. And so that's been like really cool. And like, I don't know what it is about like, I, my, my friends are like, Oh, I don't know how you could do. I don't know how you like, you know, my job is to be on social media and like talking to people who are talking about, you know, building a business online or the creator economy or email marketing or things like that. And people are like, how do you spend all day on social media? I'm like, well, one, it's not all day. Like I usually spend maybe like one to two hours just kind of catching up on like all the comments that people have left on some of our posts or the direct messages. But I really see it as like an opportunity to, to connect with people. And I know like, you know, the, the, the dynamics and the relationships that you, 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 in your interactions that you have on social media, typically, you know, it gets like a bad rap that these are like shallow relationships, get outside, get out there with people, which mm -hmm. it's not a replacement for being with people, but it is an avenue to still connect with people. 
And, and that's what I, what I enjoy about it. It's like, I, how can this person who seems frustrated with her product, like, how can I, you know, not only help fix the problem, but make their day a little bit better, you know, like, how can I, you know, surprise somebody on social media where they don't know how I found this conversation between them and this other person about, uh, email marketing, but, you know, I found it through ways that, you know, I've learned to, to find these conversations. <laughs> like Twitter. Just, yeah. Yeah. And, and then for me to jump in from the convert kit, you know, Twitter account and be like, Hey, yeah. Like, you know, like, talk about how ConvertKit could be a, a solution to their problem. And they're like, how did you even find this conversation? Wow, this is great. You know, someone should give the social media manager a raise at ConvertKit. And so it, it, it's, it's a fun way for me to, to engage and connect with people in this industry and in this world that I've, I've really loved and been interested in, fascinated by uh, for a long time, um, particularly. And like, in addition, like, the company also is, encourages their employees to have a side hustle, uh, encourages their employees to have their own business where they have their own email list. And not only because it helps them like use the product and learn learn what our product is and can do and can't do, but it 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 goes with the ethos of the company that we're a company that's for creators, but we're a company by creators because uh, the CEO ended up creating the company because he he was finding that he wasn't able to do what he wanted to do with his email from the other platforms and things like that. And so he's a creator himself. And, and that's what I love about it. It's like, there's, it's so much in like the, the values is teach everything, you know, is one of the values of the company. One of the values is create every day. You know, one of the values mm -hmm. is default to generosity, you know? So a lot of it is, is really much in line with so many of the things that I have valued myself, um, just being with the, the creative energies that God has given me, um, mm -hmm. and being able to, to participate in that, to be a part of that, uh, and to think through like, how do I, how do I strategize in these ways? And social media is always changing. So what's different and how, what's the best way to connect and, and find people to engage with and, and what's working with YouTube and how does the title and the thumbnail work together and what's the hook of the video and how is it really to the title and the expectation of the beer, like all of this stuff, you know, like God has put in me some desire to understand and learn all that stuff uh, and, and figure it out like a, like a game, like a puzzle to, to, to solve. Um, and so I, I just enjoy that I get to do that. Wow. That's so exciting. And I think, I mean, obviously, you know, as we've chatted, I have benefited I'm just one of the people that benefits from your passion and your strengths and all your knowledge. And I know even asking, picking your brain, because I, with this podcast, I am do it all by myself. And mm -hmm. I've learned a lot of different things on my own, but I do love to, to ask anyone that has any knowledge that I walk by and I feel like I hit the jackpot as we talked <laughs> for sure. Even just as you, you know, responded to my email and like asked chat GBT or however you say it, mm -hmm. tell me, tell me kind of like what you did as I sent you yeah. all these questions and my thoughts about podcasts kind of let, I know everything you've said, I think, Oh, I want to know more about that. I want to know mm -hmm. more about that. But yeah, I remember so, our first conversation. I was just very surprised because, you know, one, I just I don't men generally meet too many people who have their own podcast, and two, if I do meet them, they're just like a a young dude who's like trying to start a business or something like that, uh -huh. you know, a young guy. And so like there's, you know, most I see a lot of most mature women that are 
apprehensive about things like technology, much less starting a podcast and figuring out RSS feeds and where to host and all sorts of things like that. So I was very impressed with you right from the get go that like, I kept asking you questions and you knew you had answers to my questions like, Oh, where are you hosting it? And what's your strategy? And you're like, Oh, well, I took this course from like the fact that you took an online course from somebody like a lot of people haven't really done that, you know, so I was I was more than eager and more than happy to kind of like give you, you know, some of the guidance and insights that I've, I've learned along the way, because I could tell that, you know, there was a, a hunger to like learn and understand uh, this whole world in you. And so and like, I'm like, I share that too. So it was, it was pretty, pretty fun for me. And what you did is you sent me this, this email with like, here are some of the things that I've tried. Here's things that I've heard I should try, but haven't yet. Here's uh, what has worked. Here's what hasn't worked. Do you think I should go in this direction or that direction? And I took all of that. And then I went to ChatGPT, uh, the, the AI, one of the most popular AI large language models. And I basically, I've been, you know, fascinated with AI since it came out. And so I gave... I gave ChatGPT the context. Like my friend Barbara's got a podcast and she's she's trying she's working on her marketing and she's, you know, she's working by herself and so here's what she sent me, you know, what sh- what could I tell her? What are the three highest leverage activities that I could share with her? to help her get her podcast in front of more people. Uh, keeping in mind, you know, that she doesn't have, you know, all the time and energy and a team of people helping her or anything like that. Mm. So just trying to be super specific because you can, the more specific you can be with what you're looking for and the more context you can provide with, with AI, the better the result you're going to be. Uh, and then it gave me an output of like, you know, it talked about, I talked, you had mentioned how you had done a little stuff on Instagram. So it's like, great, why don't you, you know, focus on Instagram, the platform that you're already on. And it gave some suggestions there. Uh, I believe it gave some suggestions for, for some email marketing. It gave maybe some suggestions for collaborations or getting your guests, if they have an audience to be able to promote the, the podcast episode as well. And so like I sent that to you and then I was like, Hey, this is, you know, what, what chat GPT suggests. I sent a video to you as well to say like, mm-hmm. Hey, cause I knew you hadn't had any experience with AI or chat GPT or yeah. what you're supposed to say or anything like that. So I just shared my own thought process of like, you know, this is what I asked it. This is why I asked it in this way. This is the response it gave me, but I realized the response wasn't exactly what I was looking for. And then that's when I followed up with like, it gave me like 15 ideas and I'm like, I'm not going to come back and tell you, here's the 15 things you need to do. Yeah. You know, but I said, okay, out of these three, what are the the, the three highest leverage ones uh, that she could pick? And then I, I walked through that. And then I showed you that you can even say like, okay, that first idea that you gave me, you know, can you give me a, a, a step-by-step guide on how to actually make that happen? And then it's like, mm-hmm. yes, exactly. Here's how you make a mar- uh, an Instagram marketing plan for your podcast in, in a simple way that wouldn't be, you know, too, too resource intensive. And and I even, because I, since I was using the paid version of ChatGPT, I also showed you like the difference between the results that you would get from the free version and the paid version and how you could mm-hmm. prompt it if you were con- wanting to continue to use the, the free version. So yeah, that's, that's been, that's been something that I've really enjoyed, like kind of exploring this whole world of AI and technology. Someone else from our church, uh, he owns a business where he creates resources for, for pastors. They don't, write sermons or anything like that for pastors, but they give them study resources based on, you know, the direction of what, what they're wanting to preach on and things like that. And he's like, worry, you know, he's like, you know, should I, you know, 
is AI going to replace me? And I was like, well, you could just leverage AI and, you know, be able to create more output than, than, than what you would do, you know, by yourself and, you know, get ideas. And so I basically did the same thing with him, you know, uh-huh. where I, I sent a video of like, here's what I asked chat GPT. I literally just copied everything from your website. So chat GPT knew the whole context of your, of your, of your business. And I asked it, how can this company leverage AI in their business? And then it gave me a bunch of great ideas that I was able to pass along to him. So it's been super fun. Uh, and one of the things that like, I think, I don't know if learner is one of the the themes. I don't know what all the, the strengths finders yeah. themes are in there, but that is um, one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably in your learner top 10 the, for sure. Yeah. Learner wasn't in my top five, but I would, I would venture to say that it's in my top 10 because I, I really do love um, just kind of learning new things and, and sharing that with people. Well, that's just so fascinating. And I, I just love, I mean, all the, all the elements, all the levels of just the things we've talked about and just seeing how you are using your strengths, but obviously it's um, motivating to me. And I think of, I'm just one person that you interact with, with, I mean, your work is on a whole different level of people in different kind of focus with all the things that they're doing, but I just, I just love it. It's really fun. I mean, I think for me, I've always been into like visual and just that whole world too, but not like all the technical things like, Mm -hmm. you know, and have so much experience with, but I think it was fun. Like when I just Googled how to do this or how to do that. And, and I did, I have, I mean, there's a lot of people doing a lot of things. And so I just kind of I've picked some of the people I see doing it well and kind of latch onto their free thing, or maybe they're, here's the cheapest thing we have right now. Mm-hmm. I haven't really paid thousands of dollars for some of the courses that are available in the, all the questions I have, but yeah. I want to, but yeah. <laughs> you know, it's all a, it's all a slippery slope, but yeah. um, anyway, I, it's just so fun just to hear just your passion and just your experience. And like you say, just the, how all the things in your life have kind of built on each other. And um, just as you are being a vessel to come alongside people in just significant ways. Well, um, anything else you'd like to share just along this line, or even as you see just even what's ahead for you as you're using your strengths or any other two cents you'd love to share to somebody that might be listening, wondering about who they are and how to step into more of how they're wired. Yeah. I would say that the, I mean, things like strengths finders, thing like Enneagram, I know the people listening to this are likely, you know, people that are on board with these types of personality tests. I know there's a, you know, some people are like, oh, I don't like being put into a box. I don't like just saying, you know, yeah. that I am this way and, you know, that confirmation bias or anything like that. But I do think that these these types of assessments, uh, really, I think they just give us language for understanding aspects of ourselves. Um, I think the more that we can understand ourselves, I think that that illuminates a little bit of like, you know, who God has called us to be, who God wants us to be, uh, the, the, the inclinations and the drives and the passions that, that he has given us. Um, but also like how, what that means and how we interact with those around us, um, understanding some of these things. Like, I mean, I talked about with the competition and understanding like 
the negative side of that, you know, and under, not just being like, oh, I need to be the best. Oh, I need to be in the top percentage. Like, and then just leaving, leaving it there. Like I'm, I'm one of my core values is competition. And so that's why I'm like this. So there, you know, like <laughs> yeah. as an excuse, but you know, just seeing where it's like, where are some of these ways, like this communicates me, to me that I may have a tendency to, to, to idolize winning, to idolize being the best. And that's something to, to turn away from, to repent of. And, mm-hmm. and so I think in, in, in not only like understanding what, what we can be doing and where we can be moving and the, and the ways that God has wired us, um, but also understanding like the proclivities that may be drawing us away from God, uh, I think is the most valuable thing about these. And so that's what I would say is like, think through, if you know what your five themes are, like think through both sides of that. Like, where is this helping and supporting and, and driving me forward and driving me towards God? And, and where are ways that I may be susceptible uh, that this could could draw me away or, or, or tempt me in, in ways that are not not fruitful, not productive, and not holy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's great. It's a good word. Thank you. <laughs> well, um, one last question I have, I love to ask everyone: What has brought you joy lately, or put a smile on your face? I've got two toddlers and there is a statistic um, from Gallup, I think in 2013, that really shows the the challenges of toddlerhood that <laughs> I think families with little kids scored lower in life satisfaction <laughs> than people who had just lost a spouse. So I, I know you asked what it makes oh, me happy. I'm, wow. I'm saying that to, to to say like, it's very challenging having two little toddlers in the house, but there are so many things lately that, that they have done that just brings, that just makes me happy. That just makes, gives me joy because I think little kids are just so good at just, at being joyful, at finding yes. the fun in things and finding the play in ordinary moments, you know, and just odd, seeing Audrey do this little shuffle dance that she does. And she, we call Ooh. it the Audrey shuffle is just the funniest thing. And, you know, seeing, seeing Tam like learn to wave goodbye, like yesterday, like my, my wife was leaving for work and she's like, bye Tam. And, you know, he kind of does this kind of half, half uh-huh. wave kind of thing. And we're just like, we are saying bye and getting excited <laughs> and stuff. So just seeing the joy of my kids, that's been, that's been something that's been, and been putting a smile, smile on my face. Oh, that's great. They, they are, it's just such a sweet time when they're little like that. And well, Tom, thank you so much for making time to chat with me today. And just, I love just all your insights and knowledge and just the joy that you have in the things that you're doing and just the the mark that you're having on the world and the people around you. So thank you so much. Yeah, it was a pleasure, Barbara. Thanks for inviting me on. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at cliftonstrengths.com. If this episode's been helpful to you, please leave a review, share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. 
You can find more information at barbaracolwell.com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.